0: When aspects of a complex case exceed your personal expertise, you bring in a co-counsel to add the specific insight your firm needs for next level results. Marketing in the legal industry requires complex strategy and insight, far beyond anything you learned in law school. Want more for your law firm? Time to bring in a marketing co-counsel. Welcome to CounselCast, I'm your host, Karin Conroy, your marketing co-counsel. In every episode, I discuss marketing topics with experts who answer your questions and help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. My name is uh, Jake Minnick. I work in North Carolina. I'm a DWI attorney, the NC DWI guy. So we have a a practice here in North Carolina. Um, I think we're at 15 offices currently. We have nine attorneys and then five full-time staff. So we focus on DWI cases. We have a mission of helping people. Our big, hairy, audacious goal for the uh, 10 year plan is to help 10,000 people. Wow. Provide wow service to 10,000 people. So, very excited to be on. I love talking marketing, love talking anything about branding, marketing, business. So, growing your business. So, very excited to be on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for being here, Jake. I know we had another great conversation about marketing and legal marketing specifically on your podcast. That was the one thing you didn't mention is you also have a podcast where we, you talk about all of this and we could have a whole separate conversation that I think is fascinating in your podcast about how you've really, really honed in on owning that brand of being the DWI lawyer and focusing in on tips and all of that stuff, but then bringing in people to kind of expand that. But we're not going to talk about that piece of it today
1: i'll I'll just put in one little one little plug on that front so it's the ncdwi guy podcast and episode 69 was the episode that we got to talk about web branding strategies so if anybody wants to take a listen
0: it was so good because we were talking it was about fun. storytelling and how you can really go wrong with imagery and kind of telling your clients stories and stuff. And there was some really good stuff in that. So today though, so at the end of that conversation, you and I talked a lot <laughs> about marketing after we stopped recording. And so we were talking about, you know, all these cool things you're doing with the podcast. And then we got on the topic of local marketing. So that is what we're going to talk about today. And here's our big question is how do I set up my legal practice on Google local search. So you, in the time that between when we recorded and today, you went out and did all of this stuff. And so you've got all the pointers, all the process, you know, and you did all of this. So, so how did you do that?
1: Yeah, I I owe a ton to that conversation. So again, I always say on the podcast, I learn more Than I kind of like am putting in, like I'm getting more out of it. And it really made a huge difference on our business that, that one conversation. So you were, I think the third person to tell me that I needed to get on Google local, that this was like the, the kind of future of how Google was going to kind of get people in contact with local businesses. This was the kind of next generation of Google, my business, so to speak. So I had had somebody kind of share Google local with me last summer. So summer of 2020, I started down the road of getting into kind of the, the Google local mix in November, and then basically kind of had that fall flat on its face. I I started down this, this process of updating my information, putting it on Google local The, the process just kind of came to a standstill and I just left it alone. For about, I think it was probably right at six or seven months until we had our conversation several months back.
0: That's actually not typical. I would say more <laughs> people kind of start it and then leave it for years and years. So I yeah. think. for people who are listening to this that's going to ring very sound very familiar where it's like okay i've signed up and now i don't know what to do so that's that's totally normal
1: there is basically a verification process there was a background search that is required as part of getting up on google local so i think it depends on what kind of professional services that you're in the extensiveness of the background check but for lawyers there is a background check required and the company that was doing the background searches for Google back in November is actually different than the one that's doing it now. It was a company oh called gosh. Pinkerton back in November and so for whatever reason, my kind of profile got lost in the background check and I don't know if that was just like one of the early stages or just kind of them trying to figure out you know that there may maybe have been a friction point, but Basically, I had done all of the information fill out on Google, sent in everything to them, but then they had to send it into a third-party background check, this this company called Pinkerton, and that's where it got lost. And I just kind of, I followed up once or twice, I think at the end of November and then into December, and then just kind of, you know, time takes over and you start moving in a different direction. But again, our conversation, you, you, you again, I think we're like the third person, but you really emphasize like you got to do this. Like this can't wait any longer. And so uh, I think within a couple of days after we spoke, I kind of went back down that path. I contacted Google, got in touch with a great service rep there. He basically kind of directed me on what do we need to do to kind of take this to the next stage of things with Pinkerton. So he put in a request form and then I started filling out for our other locations. And I think again, it's either 14 or 15 uh, other locations that we filled out all of the information for. It was time consuming. It did take a while to put in all of that information, but it was pretty streamlined once once you kind of get one down. So if you want to know a good time frame, do a couple of quick searches. You know, how do I get my legal business on Google Local? Follow the instructions, and then within three or four hours, you're going to be at the stage that you've submitted everything to get the background check done. You have to have your driver's license you have to have i think your bar card so that they can have you certified but as soon as you get all of that information and within about three or four hours of time you're going to then have probably about a maybe four or five day waiting period as of right now to get all of those listings live
0: okay so a couple things i want to go back the first thing is i've had clients who i've Uh, you know you're not the first person i've tried to encourage this it really shows impact and we'll get into that in a minute but they get to this background check part and they're saying i don't want to give google i had one client say that they asked for their social security number did they ask that detail or
1: i think that they did i believe that they did ask for the social number and that wasn't necessarily google it was i believe the The third party back yeah background check party okay
0: so that made them very nervous and they did not want to do that. And I thought in my head, I didn't say this to them, but I was like, well, Google probably has this information on you anyway.
1: Yeah, they probably do. I mean, it's it, there's no secrets out there. <laughs> no.
0: So were there any points where you felt kind of weird and like that was uncomfortable or did it feel safe and secure and you kind of just went through all of those details?
1: There wasn't really any kind of sticking points. Again, the guy that I spoke with at... Google Local. So I think they're really, I think they've got a good amount of support going into Google Local so that people will kind of adopt this new platform that they're going to probably try at some point in the future to monetize and push. So they want people to get into it. So they're trying to kind of, you know, take down all the walls and barriers to, to getting into this but the background uh, check portion of it and i don't remember the name honestly of the I, I just have such a bad like feeling with pinkerton in my head in terms of like the 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 first is it, experience
0: is it when you went through like google verified is that what it's called yes. yeah. yeah and then they yeah. use a third party company
1: yeah so, something else at this point and you know that their form was actually a lot easier to fill out than the pinkerton form and i'm assuming again that they're probably kind of like getting feedback of why are we not getting more people verified on this? And it's like, well, there's too much information getting asked for in the, you know, in the background check. So it it, it was a very easy form to fill out on all of the ones that I did recently. Again, you know, other okay. than the one back in November, it was a much more streamlined process of getting that information submitted.
0: And then the other thing I wanted to uh, emphasize was that I've had so many good experiences with Google support lately, just across the board. I use their products, you know, their Google My Business and all of the Google suite and all of that. And so the other pointer and tip that I would add, and just to reiterate what you were saying is that you had a great support guy who helped you walk through all of these steps. So that's a good thing to just kind of keep in mind is reach out for Google support and, you know, find those guys who are going to walk you through this because there are a number of steps. But I think the reason it's so successful or part of the reason it's so successful is because there's so many hoops that you have to jump through and not everyone's doing it. So when you show that extra, you know, it's like a lot of things in life, you show that extra effort and you kind of jump through those hoops, then Google kind of gives you a little reward at the end of that.
1: They they do. And, And I think so the I just looked this up. I think that the new background check company is called Evident. So I believe that that was the background check uh, company, but I'll give his first name. I mean, they probably have a bunch (laughs) of different people, but I can remember it because he was so nice. Nigel was the name of this guy that I talked to on the phone several times. And he was, was just, you know, so helpful. Like he didn't have any type of like, you know, clock that he was on in terms of getting off the phone. He followed up with me multiple times afterwards because he was like, I just want to call back in to make sure that all of this stuff is verified. Two weeks after my last contact with him, he basically sent me another email that said, hey, your last location isn't live yet because you need a Google review to be able to get it live. So basically he had gone through all of them and double checked and made sure that everything was good to go. So again, yeah, they, I think are making it very easy by providing people that really want to help to get these, these listings up.
0: Okay, so that's so good to know, and it's good that there's like that layer of support that people can count on as they're going through this. So you go through the process and I want to ask more about how it was to do multiple locations. because I know that can be tricky for people who have multiple offices. Not everybody has that, but when that comes up, it seems like that would be confusing.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, for me, and I th- I think it's different depending on how many locations that you have and what kind of business that you're in. So I believe for certain businesses or for businesses with a certain number of locations, you can actually upload everything through like an Excel spreadsheet. So I believe that there is kind of an option of, you know, again, I don't know what the cutoff points are for that, but for me, it was just basically duplicating the process 14 times. So again, you know, the first one was a little bit more onerous in terms of just getting used to it after that, it was kind of like getting it down to a system of, you know, taking the pictures uh, each time because it wasn't as though, like, the, the driver's license or the bar card, you actually had to have your phone out and it sent you a link from, oh, you know, wow. the computer to the phone to take a picture kind of in real time of your driver's license. So, I'm I guess, assuming that you they, they don't want people that are like, you know, downloading somebody else's picture or whatever it yeah. might be. So it was uh, time consuming, but it wasn't terrible after really that first listing and kind of figuring out the way through it. I, I believe there was, you know, kind of six, six, uh, drop down menus. If I'm remembering it correctly, you know, one was about basically the location you know, what kind of business that you're in, you know, one was for the background check. One was for the being verified by Google with the driver's license and that type of information. So again, it was very kind of cut and dry in terms of the information that there wasn't a, if if you've done a Google, my business listing, that to me is way more work than the Google local services, way more information, you know, much more kind of like Tell us about your firm and, yeah. you, know, t- you know, give us all of these specific details about how long your business has been in existence and office space and all these kind of things. For, for the, the local services, it was very kind of black and white, the information that they were asking. So, again, you didn't have to bring your creative brain to getting verified which is nice i mean sometimes it's just nice to get it knocked out even if it's you know a lot of paperwork to fill out yeah we all
0: have those days where it's like i just want to do a bunch of administrative stuff my brain is at 50 percent today this is what we're gonna do
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: okay so you jump through all the hoops you get verified you said the background took four or five days and you finally get the whole process where you're verified so then you have access to do these local service ads is that right how did you set that up
1: Yeah, so basically it's very similar to the kind of advertising platform that is used for Google My Business. So if you're doing like the local pack ads, so you're doing one of the ads within the local pack. It's very similar in terms of you know kind of Google AdWords, Google Local Pack ads. So you have kind of a a a platform where you go in and kind of say you know I want to have this you know listed within this specific set of service areas, locational areas. Here's my you know my budget. But if you've done any type of Google advertisements, it was very similar to that and very easy to set up. So I want to say that we put most of the offices at around $250 in ad spend per month to just kind of see what that looked like. And we still haven't adjusted that honestly too much. We're still kind of trying to like get information. I think the ads have been live now for about 70 or so days, but we've gotten tremendous feedback from it so far. So it's definitely been worth in every single office location, the amount of, of ad spend that we put into it.
0: So tell us about your results you said you've got this great feedback you're so far spending a few hundred dollars per location so for a lot of a lot of firms that's you know a pretty reasonable ad spend and what kind of traffic and how specific is it and then also i know that's a lot of questions leading up but i I know that the ads are set up in a different way where you can verify that that was a legitimate lead and how does that work
1: yes so I, i was just looking back it looks like most of our background checks came back around july 22nd 23rd so i think the the ads you know probably were going live by the end of july so about You know two and a half months of or right at about two months actually of time that these ads have been live so so really closer to probably like 60 days and i would say that we probably had around a hundred leads that have come in through these different offices You know, so some offices are in larger markets than others. And some of the ads, I think, are doing slightly better than others. But I've got a couple of of things that are are helpful in terms of knowing the power of the ads. So, So first of all, we have several locations where we have less of a track record, basically newer offices that don't have all of the reviews and all of the kind of, you know, our attorneys in those markets haven't been there, you know, as long as a couple of them for basically right at or less than a year. And we immediately started getting in leads in those locations. So it was really helpful in terms of being able to get into the consumer's kind of vision on first page of Google immediately. And some of those smaller markets in the larger markets, it's basically been one more piece of real estate on page one than we already have with the Google, my business with organic listings with other ads that we're doing through Google. So you just start to see that, that same ugly face of mine in multiple places and you can't, you can't get away from it. I mean, it's just (laughs) uh, how much real estate can eat up on, on uh, Google page one. So it's been really a amazing, I I have not been impressed in all honesty with Google ads in the past. That's not been something that I have been very much a supporter of even with the Google My Business ads that we've done, to me the only value of that is in markets where you see us twice versus see us once. Like I mean, it basically is like an additional place. But I think you know we're we're getting those people uh, to call us through reviews, to call right. us because of the competition and that type of thing. So you know, it's it's not been something in the past that I would say Google ad spend was one of my things that we were pushing at the firm that I would say is a little bit different when it comes to the local service ads and and maybe down the road as as more people enter into this market you definitely should as more people <laughs> enter in it's going to get more expensive sure. so it's one of those things that maybe this is is more of a short-lived kind of you know next stage of Google advertising but as of today right now it has tremendous value in terms of advertisement I mean you know cost per lead we were spending I want to say close to $15 per lead on a lot of our Google ad spend prior to the Google local service ads that we were doing. And now it's probably down more in like the $5 range. Wow. So it's it's been much better leads. So like you just said, you know, the leads that you get coming in, they basically have to indicate why they are calling you. So as soon as the lead calls, Hopefully they speak with somebody on the phone, but then you also immediately get a notification in your email that says this caller called in that's interested in your service. You can then go in to your uh, local service ads, back end of things. You basically can look at your dashboard and kind of track, you know, the numbers that are coming in, the names you can. It's very easy to identify this was a person that was a lead or this is a, you know, a, a garbage call but way better quality calls in terms of the calls that, that are coming in through the local service ads. So when
0: you identify that it's a garbage call, you get a credit, right?
1: I believe that you do. Again, I I almost don't really have a good sense of that because there really it's has been so, nice. so few garbage calls that have come in through That's it. Amazing. You know we we are very much kinda advertising in the DWI vein. So we have gotten most of our calls have been potential DWI clients. Sure. There have been some that, you know, somebody has a question about license or DMV issue or something that's that's related. But not that I can recall any, you know, just marketing company that's calling in and, you know, trying to kind of you know, basically sell you something or something yeah. along those lines. There's, there's really not any type of sales calls coming yeah, in through this. Yeah, we get a lot
0: of clients who are not doing local service ads and they're doing either SEO or pay-per-click. And even just with those, like you said, the quality is not as great and they're getting really tangential calls and they'll be trying to call a government, you know, department or something like that. They're they're total garbage calls. And that's it. They have no real way of tracking those. They have no way of knowing how many clicks they just paid for that garbage call and they have no way of getting a credit for that. So this is a much cleaner, more direct, but then also if you do happen to get a couple that aren't great, you're not going to pay for those. So that's even better.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those situations and, you know, maybe some of these callers would have found us especially in in our larger markets through other, you know, kind of real estate again that we own on the first page of Google. But at the same time, if you said in two months you could get 100 leads and, you know, all you got to do is go on and like s- set up your account. I, again, it's ridiculous that it took eight months to get that finalized from start to finish. But, you know, again, I, th- I think learn from my mistake. Don't don't <laughs> don't spend any more time without your Google local setup. up. And, and I also think even beyond just paying for ads once you have a Google local office set up, so once you've actually kind of done all the the work, I think until they again have more competition, you still may actually have some ad slots that get up end up getting shown at this point because of the fact that they just don't have enough attorneys that are involved so i I, I think that's you can kind of better. get some freebie,
0: yeah, that's even better that's that's awesome, okay, so we're gonna go into the book and what you're reading, any last tips or pointers about Google Local? I feel like we've really kind of nailed it and covered it, but anything else that you want to just kind of leave people with about Google service ads, going through that process that's, you know, somewhat intimidating for people who are risk averse.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think anytime you're trying to figure out something new, in addition to handling your caseload and dealing with staffing issues and putting out fires and uh, trying to get payroll put together and you know dealing with the trust account whatever it is that's kind of like on your plate trying to figure out something new feels really intimidating and it's like that's going to get pushed onto the back burner and I'll just say again learn from my mistake I should have you know, I'm glad that I listened to you. I'm, I'm really glad that whatever you said, you know, was like the thing that pushed me over the edge, but it's kind of like, I wish I had listened to the first person that told me to do the local service ads, as opposed to like pushing it off and delaying it this long. It really is. Again, I I think you never really know what the future of Google looks like. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's going to change multiple iterations over the next five years, but as of right now, today the Google local service ads I mean that's the next the next wave so i mean if you, if you want to get on the front end of the next wave you know where there's cheaper advertising less people doing it less other faces that you're going to be competing with up there at the top of the page now's the time to hit that train so don't wait
0: all right so jake tell me what you're reading i'm an avid reader so i like to i read about 100 books a year i like to talk to everybody about what they're reading so that we can kind of all compare and have sort of a virtual book club (laughs) here on the podcast tell me what book you would recommend
1: Yeah, I love reading. There's a a great author that um, I read a lot of, Matthew Kelly. He's written a whole kind of list of different spiritual books and business books. But basically, he says, best way to improve your life is to spend 10 minutes a day reading. And it sounds like a small amount, but he talks about how many pages that would add up to be over a lifetime. And I think it really is the best way to change your life. So I recently read a book, a non-business book. It is this book about John Fisher and Thomas Moore. Cool. And so this was written by a federal judge that I clerked with down in uh, Charlotte when I was in law school. I, I did a kind of externship semester with him. So he's a, he's a great guy, but it was a really good read about kind of how these uh, saints from the 15th century, especially for lawyers, apply in today's world. So it was a oh. really cool read for, you know, anybody that's an attorney. So it's called John Fisher and Thomas Moore Keeping Their Souls While Losing Their Heads. So, great oh, read oh by God, by so Robert Conrad.
0: Robert Conrad. Okay, we will put a link to the book and have the picture of that. It's really fascinating to hear all of these different books from Some of the guests that we've had so far, they've been kind of inspirational, sort of motivational. Some of them have been spiritual. Some of them have been business, straight out marketing books. This one sounds totally different. So I love that. That's cool. And it sounds right in line with kind of the interesting stuff that that is already going on inside of other lawyers heads. So that sounds fascinating. That's awesome. All right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for spending your time today and giving us these awesome tips. I know that they will absolutely convert into actual, verifiable, measurable results for people if they jump through those hoops and you know do the things that Google asks them to do. I, and I know anyone who's listening, totally appreciates that. Thanks again.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Karin, so much for having me on. It's been fun. I I really appreciate you coming on the podcast a couple months ago. And most of all, I appreciate you telling me to go get my Google local (laughs) service ad set up. So,
0: (laughs) Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Councilcast podcast. I know that by implementing what you heard today, your law firm will achieve more. Be sure to visit the website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, I would appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.